This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the fifth Sunday of Easter, the 24th of April. If you're the kind of person who enjoys films or literature or art that are bizarre, bloodthirsty, mysterious and exciting, then you will love reading and listening to the book of Revelation. The church reads it every year throughout this Easter season. It's the second reading at this Sunday's Mass. And the plot is probably the oddest of any book in the Bible. The events are the most interesting and bizarre, involving episodes in heaven and on earth, battles between Satan and his angels. The characters amongst the strangest of any literature or any place or time. It's also a book that is so symbolically rich that it's open to a wide variety of interpretations. In fact, if you Google Book of Revelation, you'll find literally millions of interpretations from down the centuries, so it's inspired a great deal of interest. Maybe this is because it is the last book of the Bible, and so literally God's last word to us, and so has been of great interest to Christians. The very name of the book tells us something, revelation or revelatio in Latin, which means taking away the veil, revealing us something. What it reveals are very deep truths about ourselves, about the world, about Jesus Christ, and about his kingdom, past, present, and future. It's a prediction of the future, it's a description of what happened 2,000 years ago, and it's about revealing truths about us now. Otherwise, we wouldn't read it, it wouldn't be God's word speaking to us now. What does it reveal? It reveals that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ crucified and risen, is the Lord of history. As he himself says in the book, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I am the one who explains all of history and who is the Lord of all history. Those who side with Jesus Christ crucified and risen are those who win the victory. To be opposed to him is to be on the losing side of history. That's the great revelation of this book. Jesus Christ has established his kingdom now, and it's time for us to get on board. That message was relevant 2,000 years ago, and it will be relevant at the end of time, and it's absolutely relevant today. That's why this revealing book needs to be read and listened to carefully. The book is written by the Apostle John. He's an old man at this point, not in the youth we see in the Gospel, He's at the end of his life on the Greek island of Patmos when he receives a series of visions that reveal to him deep truths. The first vision he receives is one of the risen Christ. He hears a voice like a trumpet behind him cutting through all the competing sounds around him as the voice to listen to. He looks around and he sees Christ standing in his risen glory, all white and his face luminous as it radiates. This is a great symbol in all the writings of St John, in his Gospels, his letters, and now this book of Revelation. Light and darkness are constantly interplayed in his books. When Judas betrayed Christ, John says, it was night. They fished all night and caught nothing. But when daylight came, when Christ appeared, then they were able to fish successfully. So the risen Christ is gleaming white because John's point is that we see 
Christ in the light. We are people who walk in darkness, but we have seen the great light, that is, the risen Jesus. Coming out of Christ's mouth is seen a sword. If you look at the rose window, the south rose window in Notre Dame in Paris, you see a depiction of this book of Apocalypse. And right in the centre of it is Christ as a tiny figure, so small you can hardly see him. But coming out of his mouth is this great two-edged sword. As Christians, we fight, and the book says it very clearly. We fight with the sword that is the word of God, the words that come from the mouth of Christ. So we're illumined by him, and we fight with his word. That's the symbolism that John gives us. And Jesus speaks to John and tells him to carry his message to seven churches, seven Christian communities in Asia Minor. There are also messages to our churches, to our communities. That's why we read this book to this day. The seven churches of Asia Minor could be seven churches in Europe or Africa or America. Archbishop Fulton Sheen says that out of those seven churches, the one that is most like our own today in the West is the last the church of Laodicea. And this is what Jesus says to that church. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were either cold or hot. Because you are lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich, I have prospered, I need nothing. You do not realise that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind and naked. Hard words, and they were hard words for that church to hear, and they are hard words for us to hear. I know you, he says, you are neither hot nor cold. I would prefer if you were one thing or the other. I would prefer if you were either on fire with the gospel or that you were opposed to it. At least that way, you would have some spiritual energy. It's been said that the great atheists are really full of the spirit because someone who has the energy to deny God is really very interested in religious things. The Lord seems to be saying, I'd almost prefer it if you were hot or cold, but the fact is that you are lukewarm, as though you're too complacent and just can't rouse yourself to worry about spiritual things. The church the Lord is chastising here is a complacent, bland and flattened out church. We think we're prosperous, that we need nothing. We think we're self-sufficient with all the material things we need. What need do we have of God? But what we don't have, above and beyond all of our material smugness, is the vision of God. So it's a wake-up call to that church as it is to us. The good news that follows is that the Lord says, listen, I'm standing at the door and knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come into you and eat with you and you with me. We are sinners who've turned away from the Lord. But the good news in this book of Revelation is that Jesus stands at the door knocking. He wants to come into our lives. But see how he respects our freedom. He doesn't come bursting in though he could, he stands knocking, inviting, waiting. May we have the grace, the courage and humility to open the door. 
The book of Revelation is telling us that the meaning of life is given in Christ. Light and power is in Christ. We have to have the grace and the courage to open the door and let him in. Mary features large in this book of Revelation as the woman standing on the moon with a crown of stars upon her head. And of course she features large because by God's will she is an integral part of his great plan. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, constantly accomplish the paschal mystery within us that those you were pleased to make new in holy baptism may under your protective care bear much fruit and come to the joys of eternal life through Christ our Lord. Amen.